Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we are looking at a couple of games over the weekend here. We've got one on Saturday and one on Sunday that we are going to be bringing you in this video. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. We're going to be talking about our best bets for these games in this one. Uh, but we also have a player props only video for you guys. So you can check both those out. Also head to thelines.com. You can check out all the great written content as we throw the picks up there. I'm going to be continuing to try to bring articles to you guys as often as possible. Nate as well. Um, and we also have our odds finder tool on there. You can use that to make sure that you're getting the best juice back on all of these bets as you shop these lines uh, from all the sports books that we have available to us right now in the U.S. as we continue to try to legalize that. Uh, but moving on to uh, how we did the other day, I just wanted to mention that we had a great night uh, talking about that, that uh, what, was, what are we talking about, the Celtics and the Hawks game there. Uh, we made eight total picks, or really nine total picks uh, between the games and some best bets and player props. Went eight and one on those, calling Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, Trey Young, uh, Atlanta to be able to cover and get over. I like the over as it was. Blah, blah, blah. We did pretty well. Tatum got his 30, and that helped us in some of those player performance doubles. Uh, so felt pretty good about that night. Hopefully, you guys were tailing along. And now we're going to move on, like I said, to our first uh, best bet pick here, Nate. Let's uh, want to mention the games we're talking about, obviously, Heat and Knicks uh, as they start their second round. And then also the other second round game is that uh, the Phoenix Suns and the Nuggets. So that's what we're choosing between here. Yeah, victory for the teaser. The Hawks with the plus eight cover. Uh, finally, that comes through vindicated. But I'm not teasing this one. I, in fact, am looking at an alternate line for the over game one Heat Knicks. I know it's a Sunday 1 p.m. game, and I did poo-poo uh, the Cavs and Knicks scoring a lot early there. But look, I'm not fading Jimmy Butler and the Heat offense. This is not the Cavs. So the total is opens at 206. I've seen it bet up a little bit some places, but I'm willing to bet it to 212 at like plus 160. Um, I mean, maybe half a unit on that and half on the on the actual total or a full unit on the actual total. Cause I do feel like this is going over. These are, you know, the heat and the Knicks have a reputation of being really slow and, and really physical and, 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 you know, defensively oriented. It's just, they were kind of average. At least Miami was down the stretch. We saw what they did to turn up against Milwaukee, but that was more just spikes on offense. Um, I mean, mostly I'm just looking at two guys who are not going to be stopped in Jimmy Butler and Jalen Brunson on opposite ends of the court. And when these guys, when these teams met in early March, twice, the games totaled 247 and 242 at both places, both, you know, Miami and New York, uh, Brunson averaged 25 a game on 63% shooting. Jimmy averaged 34 on 54% shooting. And then you'd say, well, then the third time they met, it was really low scoring and ugly. Both guys only had 12 points, but that's kind of the mixed bag we got from the Heat all year. Julius Randle also sprained his ankle 15 minutes into that game. So I'm looking for more of the the back and forth that we saw there. Like the Knicks found their rhythm in this Cleveland series against what was a, a top defense. I, I would argue a better defense than Miami in, in the regular yep. season. And 115 yeah. offensive rating in their last three, despite, you know, not being able to hit wide open threes, which is, you know, it's still something to be concerned about. But I think we will see some positive regression. They're not going to shoot 30% all series here against the Heat. In fact, their last three against the Heat in the regular season, they shot 41%. They hit over 15 threes per game. Um, and Miami is, is shorthanded defensively, surprisingly. You know, it's just like... 
Kyle Lowry being the guy who's going to limit the opposing point guard. I, I am obviously off that at this point in his career. You're going to have Kevin Love out there. Like, how is he going to handle Julius Randle, who is, you know, ruled in at this point? Um, and, and Jimmy, yeah, I think we've learned not to doubt him right now. He is on one. I don't expect him to take a, a game off after they get three days off before this game one. Fully in agreement there. Uh, no, I have no problem with you You'd going uh, a little bit more into the alternate total as well. Plus 158, as you said there, for it to get to 213. I think that's a pretty fair bet. Um, I, I'm with everything you said. And to be honest, I'm really just going to slide off of that and, and continue it uh, with uh, with my first pick, which is Miami, to get their team total at 101.5 points. Um, I, I understand how much they put into winning that series at the end, specifically Jimmy Butler. But really like Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy knows how to use his energy. He knows that he's going to be needed. Um, and, and you saw that when he got his rest or when he just sort of took a few plays off here and there in that Bucks series, like he, the, the defensive rating for, for Jimmy Butler individually, obviously he did a good job when called upon, but really they stopped calling upon him and they were putting him on uh, whomever the worst player was on the floor, offensively speaking for, for the Bucks so that he could have that energy on offense. And I, think that's going to continue to be the case in this series I think even the thing is like the, the Heat are going to be able to impose their will in terms of how this game is played and, and I think they want to push the tempo a little bit because nobody wants to play against that half court defense against the Knicks knowing full well that you're not getting an offensive rebound for a second chance points like it's not coming easy on that end of the floor for anybody at this point um, when you're playing New York especially the way they're playing so they continue to be okay playing Mitchell Robinson minutes do, do the Knicks which is obviously good for preferably an under and and maybe you think that limits this team a little bit but that's not really even where Miami was scoring from against the Bucks like there's actually a pretty good uh, the Bucks are a pretty good example of how this series probably can go and, and if you replace the Knicks with them in, in terms of there's a lot of big guys on the Bucks that are going to be able to handle the shorter front court of the the heat because Bam stands at a maybe six foot ten probably six foot nine uh center that you know he's not getting anything down low when he plays against tall guys like Brolo or in this case now Mitchell Robinson and, and that's what we've seen when Bam does play uh against Mitchell Robinson he does get a lot fewer points he's still at about eight boards but the the points are lower not necessarily even because he's He's not, you know, a focal point of the offense. It's more that he's just playing a high post rather than actually trying to get boards. And, and there's nothing easy coming for him on second chance points. So they're relying on a lot more shooting and a lot more spacing. And that is a good way to play against the Knicks. As you said, the Cavs, they they did that a lot. Honestly, they, they did space the floor. But like the Knicks were forcing the ball into the hands of Chetty Osman, you know, Ike Coro, like shout him out. He actually hit a couple corner threes here and there, but like didn't even get the time in the first bunch of games. They probably could have used Kevin Love as a nice stretch big in that game because Evan Mobley had plenty of opportunities to shoot threes if he wanted to. He just didn't want to. And that's why the Knicks left him open out there. But that's not gonna be the case when you have Kevin Love out there. And I think he is going to be getting big minutes at, at this point for them. Played 30 in that closeout game. Uh, obviously, in, including overtime, they even got some Cody Zeller minutes in there because of the fact they needed to go big. And they're going to have to do the same thing because Mitchell Robinson's not coming off the floor even if you go smaller. Uh, the Knicks do have the personnel with the versatility of Randall and R.J. Barrett being a nice size for you know and, and rebounding 
small forward-ish shooting guard, if you will. Obviously, Josh Hart's going to be out there for 40 minutes. So it's a really, really good rebounding team that they're going to need to get shooters out there. And I'll just say, like, their bench was incredible. Uh, that's, you know, my last point for this is the, the Heat bench and the others have come to play. And, and that's a huge reason for it. Obviously, nothing happens for this Heat squad without Jimmy Butler. But the fact of the matter is, if you can throw Jimmy Butler out there with Struess or Vincent or, uh, you know, Caleb Martin uh, and the like right now, like there, those all those guys I just said are hitting at least forty three percent from three. Duncan Robinson pulled it together; is now hitting seventy one percent from deep on four attempts. So, like you know, they, they've got guys that are going to continue to shoot the ball. And, and the Knicks had—I mentioned it in a ton of game videos about the Knicks and Cavs in that series. The Cavs had open shots um, because the Knicks are going to allow you to the certain guys to shoot. But there's no real weak holes on this offense for Miami at this point in terms of shooters. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Duncan Robinson because I was thinking like, wait, how did their defense get worse when Tyler Hero went out? It's like, oh, because Duncan Robinson is playing now. He's just literal food when he's out there, but he is a sniper on the other end. And yeah, all those guys are are playing off Jimmy really well and, and stepping up and hashtag heat culture and all that bullshit. But let's move on all to a that. game that's probably going to be more fun to watch. <laughs> no offense, Knicks fans. The Suns and no Nuggets, though, this series is going to be fire. Oh, yeah. uh, game one on Saturday night. And I'm going with a parlay that I actually feel really good about. I mean, certainly compared to the odds that you're getting here. KD and Book to get 25 plus, which happened every game of that last series. Joker to get 10 rebounds, which almost always happens. And then the one thing you're you're risking on here is Jamal Murray to get 25 plus when he's, you know, minus 120 to get 23. So we're talking about a couple more than what the books project him for. And it's playoff Jamal right now. I mean, at, at, the, at home in those first three games against Mini, 33 points per game on 51, 52, 94 splits, a 32% usage rate. I mean, Book is playing great D, that's true, but he's got a lot on his plate offensively. I think CP3 is going to be guarding Murray at times, and, and that's kind of a problem given how explosive Murray has looked recently. Joker, of course, it gobbles up rebounds at home in the playoffs. He averages 12.5 per game. In this last round against Minnesota, he averaged 12.5 per game. He has double-digit boards, 12 of his last 15 at home in the playoffs. Um, I mean, Book, we know, is just going off 40 points per game the last four in that series. So, actually, if you want to go book 30-plus, you're at, you're at plus 600 for this parlay. And his prop is 30 points. It's 30 and a half. Like, I don't know if I missed something when I was clicking on all these, but or maybe I'm just extra confident because the Hawks-Celtics parlay hit and all the points happened there. But, I mean, KD getting 25 against Aaron Gordon – not a KD stopper necessarily. His last three KDs averaging 40 against Aaron Gordon. Um, and and the recent meetings here between these teams, which you're going to talk about, have been pretty over heavy. The, there was like that, oh, and, and Jabal has gotten his. He played 43 minutes with Mikel Bridges guarding him most of the last two competitive ones and, and got 26 points. Joker had 22 rebounds. He had a 41-point triple-double against those iterations of the Suns. So, I I definitely see these these things being likely to a degree, uh, and and the odds you're getting when you parlay them are crazy. I love it, man. I, I'm so happy to see you doing this kind of stuff. Is it, it is like it's it's all these things are so likely. Obviously, you get those increased odds with with needing four things to happen at once, but like 
really, like you said, to me, it's on the Jamal thing. I, I like Joker points in this one, which I'll talk about in the props video as well. I think that's been what he's shown he's going to start doing more uh, over the last three games in, against Minnesota. He, he turned on the point, really four games. He turned on the, the, the points there a, a bit. And I think that's going to be continue to be the case. But I have no problem with that from Jamal as well. I, I know he gets sort of, uh, you know, turned up a bit whenever he's playing against some pretty good guards that's going to be the case uh, against Devin Booker. He's definitely going to want to bring it there. So I, I'm with all of this because I'm also, you know, talking about my my last pick here, going with points in this game at, at over 226 and a half. I, I think this will probably get to like 230 by game two, to be honest. It'll be, we'll see something at like 230.5. Go ahead and book that roughly 12 and a half minutes into this video uh, that I'm calling that so we can remember it for later when we look at the game two line and it is 230 and a half exactly. That I should win something for that. Uh, but moving forward, the, these two haven't really uh, played uh, yet in this specific matchup, KD and Joker, the two you know best offensive players. I guess I got to talk about book more, that, but I'm just talking about them for a second. Like when these two play against each other, there's been a lot of points, uh, just as a quick for what it's worth. If you will, uh, because of the fact that they they both just once on, they get onto an offense, it's instantly better, probably by like six or seven points per 100. So um, the, the offensive ratings for both these teams has been incredible in these playoffs. And I think they both know to a degree like they need to be that effective on offense because of, of, of their deficiencies on defenses on defense in certain places. Um, but both at about 122 offensive rating, the Phoenix at 124 and a half both playing pretty slowly, right? Uh, they're both playing at about a Phoenix played at a 98 pace uh, in part due to the fact that they were playing a smaller Clippers team a lot. That was just going to run, 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 even when Zubac was on the floor. Um, and then Denver played a little bit slower. They were playing a team with two centers on the floor that were lumbering around. So that's not exactly a surprise, but they played at a decent pace at home uh, over the season, knowing that, you know, they've got one, the best passer probably in the league. So um, I, both these teams really, honestly, really more Phoenix shoot a lot from the mid range. Um, Denver's not good at that, but Phoenix also hasn't really been good uh, against the three-pointers uh, or, or really in the paint, which is not super surprising. They didn't do a good job playing defense against that Clippers team, as we saw a lot of those totals go over a lot. Um, and I think Joker's going to have his way at this point, which I'll talk about in player props. Like I said, he, he loves playing against DeAndre Ayton, um, and there's not much defense down low or even to stop Joker when he's 15 feet from the basket once the uh, Suns traded all of their depth at, at that area on that area of the floor with their wings. Uh, in order to get KD. So I, I think just at the end of the day, like Book and KD aren't playing defense as well as they could, even KD, uh, because he has a much bigger role playing offense than even he did at times, uh, you know, definitely on, on Golden State and even at times uh, on, on the Nets. So I, I think that the fact that they're both at about 116.5 individual defensive ratings tells you where their their uh, focus is. And it's making sure that they get, you know, they get the ball uh, in the net on the other side of the floor because of their lack of defense at this point. Yeah, game ones will will tend to be a little higher scoring than the rest of the series. That's why we are on over for both of these a little bit here. But, I mean, the Nuggets, yeah, so good at home. I mentioned that stat, I think, in game five before many, uh, that they're 33-2 and two when they score at least 109 at home. So that me really makes me like Nuggets in the series, which I just checked is plus 110 with home court yeah. advantage. Yeah, uh, I mean, Phoenix just struggled to beat the Clipper, like Russell, the Russell Westbrook Revival Club, like in, in extremely high scoring games. And if you're going to get into a shootout with Joker, I mean, yeah, the offensive yeah. rating is going to be through the roof. Denver has so, so much more depth than Phoenix. Like, it's not even funny how much better their bench is. Uh, yeah. I mean, Book and KD, can they really play 43, 45 minutes every other Forever. night? And keep yeah. pace with this team. I don't think so. I think Nuggets win the series in six. 
uh, but plus 110 for them to win it at all when they have home court. That's my bonus pick of the day here. I like it. It sounds like you're telling me that I should parlay this and it's not much of a line at two and a half for the Nuggets to win because I agree. And if you, you know, Mo uh, was talking about this actually on the discord where he's, he got it at 120 right away and was like, yeah, let me get that for the Nugs uh, at home. Like you said, for more games in this series. So minus two and a half and the uh, over in this game at 226 uh, plus 256. Why even bother with the money line, which is minus 140 and still gets you good juice. But like, I'll take the three points just for the extra little like quarter of a unit on that to happen. So I'm, I'm feeling good about that with you as well. I think we've got some pretty good stuff in the player props. You're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place. Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Let's go ahead and jump right into your first one, Nate, uh, for tonight's well, over the weekend's NBA player props. Yeah, game one, KD, over 33 and a half points and assists is minus 102 at FanDuel. And I, I will admit, I misread this at first and thought it was PRA altogether. And then I rushed to try to bet it. And I was like, oh, okay, it's just the assist. But I still like it. Still like it a lot. I mean... He has hit at least 33 combined in, I mean, first of all, four or five versus the Clippers, despite having a 24% usage rate because he continues to defer to Devin Booker, who you should defer to when he's absolutely unconscious right now. But KD's still going to be called upon to to be a playmaker for sure um, against the Nuggets team that that plays extremely efficiently, a little faster at home and plays high scoring games. And KD's played 44 minutes per game in that first round series. So you know, he failed to hit the he hit to hit 33 combined points and assists only three times since um you know since he came back from injury since he was on the Nets and I two of the three were against Boston when they got swept the Nets so I mean this is something he does routinely because he scores 31 points a game in the playoffs and then on top of that 5.2 assists when he was with Brooklyn not the same type of team to the same type of offense where he's averaging nearly seven dimes per game so far in the playoffs mm-hmm. 
with the Suns. So the scoring might go down a little bit, but the playmaking is not going to go anywhere. His last four against Denver, like I said, they're fast paced, they're, they're efficiency. He's average, he's matched it with 31 and a half points per game, six and a half assists, shooting 63% from the floor. And Aaron Gordon is going to be tasked with trying to stop him. In his career, KD averages 31 against him. He's given everybody 31. In his last three years in particular, 40 points per game on 58, 52, 96 splits. Also getting the line eight and a half times. So that's when he's at his best, right, in terms of just getting 30 because he's got 11 free throw attempts and he never misses. And then on top of that, he's shooting 50% or better in the mid-range. So I love banking on KD here in this spot in a game that we project for points. Real quick, you sounded like Hubie for a minute. In the mid-range, such a Hubie thing to say. That was great. <laughs> He's shooting 25% in the mid-range. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, I'm with it for you for you on this pick. I like it. Uh, I, I do. I didn't tell you yet because we haven't talked about it. But yeah, it, for, for KD, like when you add the uh, points and assists, I think that's the key here. Even if he's going to defer to Devin Booker, then he's going to be setting up Devin Booker a lot of the time as well. Um, and when he's the only person on the floor, he's definitely looking for his shot. But as teams continue to throw at least two guys at him at all times, he just sees over them and passes through it, right? Or over it, rather. So he, he's he's a good bet when you add the points and assists together, especially like you are finding it here for about even money, which is great. So uh, I'm going to take our one uh, pick for, player pick. <clears throat> try that again, player prop pick from the Heat and Knicks series that we're talking about in this video. Kevin Love, over six and a half boards. I'm gonna start with that one. It's even money for him to get seven. I'm gonna put a half unit on that. Over 15 and a half points and rebounds. That's minus 105 on FanDuel. I'm gonna put a full unit on that as well. And I'm gonna talk about why basically the same stuff we were talking about in the, in the best bets video. He uh, is gonna be on the floor. Like they need another rebounder. He is the second big on this team. Make no mistake. I mean, Hi Smith has been out there doing decently, um, but still not big enough necessarily to contend with this Knicks team. And obviously uh, not the person you want, want on the floor as much as maybe when you can have Kevin Love with all of his playoff experience. Um, so I, I expect him to be out there. He played 30 minutes in that last game, uh, clinching game for the uh, the Heat against the Bucks, uh, And there was good reason. He, he got well over that in that one. He is averaging 22 minutes a game in the playoffs so far, uh, but that is also because he played just 11 minutes in a game two blowout that they lost, but Giannis also wasn't in that game. So they were not the same size team that they normally are, uh, Milwaukee. Um, and he's really, you know, as far as, um, uh, well, I just also want to mention the rebounds and why he's so necessary like this team just got dominated on the glass against the Knicks in the regular season uh Bam not really the guy to box out Mitchell Robinson I don't know if anybody can do it right now be interesting to see him and like AD go at it he's he's just completely dominated both the bigs on the Cavs who are supposed to be one of the top teams at that so um you know Bam versus Mitchell recently eight boards a game pretty good 15 points though uh not great for him that's all in 36 minutes um and and on the season they only had a 46 percent rebound rate against the Knicks getting out rebounded 42 to 34 on average in their four meetings over the regular season so uh, as far as the points adding that and, and getting him to over 16 points and rebounds like he, he's going to be the beneficiary of ball movement that Miami's going to have to use as I talked about a little bit more spacing to get shots you know, open shots from deep as opposed to be thinking that they're going to be able to get to the lane very often with Mitchell Robinson, the combined size of, of all the other Knicks front court players. He's actually got the eighth most catch and shoot shots attempts in the playoffs so far of any of the players that are out there. Um, and, and that's because of the fact that he is 
playing either in the corner uh, or just, you know, north of that, basically upwards uh, in, in a way that he's going to continue to be at the end of that swinging momentum of the ball around the perimeter. That is where Kevin Love is often going to be available. Uh, and I think that, you know, he's going to continue to get those types of looks against a Knicks team that will probably funnel things away from a lot of other guys before they funnel it away from Kevin Love. Yeah, didn't he have a 30-30 game against the Knicks at the Garden back when he was at the peak of his powers? Uh, I mean, not that, that Right, was that T-Wolves, you mean? Yeah, back when he was with the T-Wolves. It mm-hmm. was like the first 30-30-30 game since Wilt. I don't know why I said it a third time, but <laughs> why didn't you like, uh, you don't like Jalen Brunson 25 points at, at even money? You, you said only prop from the Knicks game. You're not feeling your guy? No, I have another one. I mean, I've really just found Kevin Love. And I mean, for, for uh, Brunson to get 25 points, it's not that I'm not feeling him. The Heat shut down point guards as well as anybody in the league. Uh, and, and at this point, you know, it, actually better than anybody in the league. So I, I want to see one game and see what that does to his prop. If he does have a bad game in this one, I'm definitely not saying I'd continue to fade him. If it got to like 21 and a half, I'd probably feel pretty good about it for game two. Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of just on a wait and see mode with him, whereas I think there's a couple other little value spots that based on how I think this game and, and really this overall series is going to flow. Like there, there's a few more things I like more like this one. Fair enough. Playing it, playing, playing line and wait. Um, my second prop, I am again going with the Suns because I love how consistent they are with their roles. And that's why these parlays have been pretty good. I talk about in the best bets video here. I'm going with DeAndre Ayton to get double digit boards, at, which is minus 115. I think you might as well take the double double at plus 110. I mean, he, he is a guy who's going to get you about 12 to 15 points pretty much no matter what. Uh, especially against Joker, who they're going to have to make work, right? I mean, that's how everybody approaches this. It's like, make the guy work. Maybe you get him in foul trouble, which would be fantastic. His last nine versus Jokic that were competitive. I mean, well, last nine versus the Nuggets that were competitive because Jokic was in there. I'm throwing out the two against, you know, where he had six and seven boards because Jokic didn't play and the games were whatever. 17 points per game, 11 rebounds. 34 minutes per game, actually a plus 50 for DeAndre. So he he is coming to play in this spot against the MVP. So he actually did have single-digit rebounds twice against Joker in that span. But that was, you know, a game where it was 140-130, what I would call a total spike game last March. And Jokic only had six rebounds because there were just no boards available. Uh <laughs> And, and then there was a there's the first game of the 2021 season where the where the Suns only had 98 points, but all other re- meetings, double digit boards, in fact, averaging 14 boards per game against the Nuggets. So I trust him to get 10, and then I also trust him to get 10 points. Yeah, I mean, Joker is proving how bad he is on defense. To be honest with you, when when Rudy Gobert was allowed to get like 18, 19 points in a couple of different games in that series, and all he is capable of doing is laying it up over guys shorter than him uh, when he's very close to the basket. So DA uh, is going to be a bit more, a couple of little mid-ranges, a couple of uh, little, honestly, like half-looking floaters that he'll probably be using. I, I, he, he doesn't really back you down, but even if he's getting the ball with his back to the basket, a, a little jump hook is, is something that you know he's going to get pretty much at will. Joker's not really good at anything other than using his weight to keep you out of there, but I, he, he doesn't really need to get very low uh, and close to the basket to score with his touch. So yeah, he is a good type of center to score on uh, on Joker, who, I mean, shoot, anybody is if, if Rudy is so. Um, but 
on the other end, he's going to get the business. Uh, so I'm going with Joker over points on this one. And I think, you know, you can look at this game a number of ways uh, in terms of how Joker is going to come into this series. But I think at least to start, like, he's going to come with the ferocity to get points. And, and he, he's coming off of that sort of momentum of looking to get points against the T-Wolves there at the, towards the end of the series. 25 and a half points. I'm going over. You can get it at minus 105. Uh, if you have an account at BetMGM, I'm putting a unit on that. He he loves playing against DeAndre Ayton, um, and I, I don't think he really cares if, if DeAndre Ayton scores on him quite as much because of how much he, he's going to score on him. His last five playing him, he's averaged 30 a game with 13 boards uh, and seven assists in, in 36 minutes, which is at least how many minutes he's going to play in this game, uh, per, per game probably, in the series. Um, he, he only played a few uh, 37 minutes per game in the series versus Minnesota, which I say only, but like I said, it'll be anywhere from 36 to 40 in this one. Um, but I think he was saving some stamina for this one. We've seen him play 45 minutes in, in a, a game in a series before. Obviously, there were Jamal Murray was hurt when he was doing that kind of stuff. But uh, in this one, like he's got the stamina to go, and he's definitely conserved some of it uh, with with having getting to play such a bad team like Minnesota. He against Aiton likes to step out uh, and, and hit th- hit threes. He shoots almost five a game, making 2.2 at a 50 percent clip. Uh, Aiton can't really guard him anywhere, but that only allows him to get even more open on the three-point line when he's standing out there making passes as well. Um, so, you know, his career against Aiton, just for the record, 28 a game uh, and 11 boards. Uh, he's obviously a much more seasoned veteran than uh, Aiton at this point, which is weird to say. I think Joker's still like 26 or 27 years old, um, but he's still a more seasoned vet than, than Aiton and has owned him since he's come in the league. So, uh, his, like I said, he's he's picking up his scoring. I think he's going to continue to to focus on that as he the team made clear, like, Jamal's good uh, and, and playoff Jamal's can be like ex- extremely great. Uh, but at the same time, like he's got some games here and there where if he, if they're focusing on him as their clear cut best perimeter player, then he's going to pick up the slack for sure. Uh, and average 29 and a half per game in the last four after only scoring 13 in game one, where they won that game in the second quarter, basically. So uh, Phoenix, just to finish things off, allows 50, it was, is allowing 50 points in the paint. Uh, so far in the playoffs against a team that, you know, I mean, Zubac really did a lot of all his work down there. Russ was, you know, getting to the rim a lot. Uh, so I, I think the the combination of guys like Murray getting to the rim and then Joker already being down there and being able to do his thing is there going to be a lot of that going on here against the Nuggets as well. Yeah, there's a lot of high level offensive players in this series and just not a lot of good defensive matchups, right? I mean, there's, it's just like, that's why we're taking overs here. I, Aiton, I'm not going to take the over on his points, uh, but I mean, he is very skilled on that end. He's just not like a very tough guy on, on either end in the paint. And Jokic just coming off, you know, eviscerating Rudy Gobert, who's supposed to be the best paint protector around. I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it seems like he could score if he wants to. But I mean, the one thing that made me concerned is you said game one, he was chilling last, last time they opened at home. You know, what if, what if the Nuggets just erupt and they're just they're they're getting it going from everywhere and he gets 13 dimes, but he doesn't he decides he doesn't need to score that night. That that does give me some concern, which is why in that parlay I like Murray to score and Jokic to grab 10 boards. But um I mean, yeah, he could easily cruise past this. It's just a question of yeah, whether he decides he needs to be aggressive. <laughs> 
And and that's what he does in the playoffs. That's kind of what I'm trending towards. Not only does is that what he did in the last series, the, the first game, just throw it out. Like it wasn't like he decided to pass more. He scored 13 points in like 22 minutes and then was like, can I, can I be done with this? Like, can we just call it? We're top 27 points in the second quarter. Um, but then against Aiton, you add that. It's, I think that's fueled by the fact that against Aiton, he's also shown in his last five, 30 points and seven assists, right? With a bunch with 22 field goal attempts uh, in each of those games. So if he's going to shoot the ball 20 to 22 times, a man who who's capable of hitting 80% of his shots in a game. Uh, we got to feel pretty good about it. So that is all the time we have in this video for you guys. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Also check out the best bets we have up for the weekend. Uh, pro- I'll probably be bringing you a video for Sunday, another one to talk about uh, Lakers and uh, and dubs potentially, or dubs and Kings. We'll see what happens on Friday night, uh, but I'll be back talking to you guys about that. So until I see you next, happy betting. Stop, 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 stop,